Out of Color Cats, a podcast about abandoned progress. I'm Tony. I'm Dan. Hey, Tony, how do you feel about the outdoors? The outdoors. The outdoors. The great outdoors. As the uh, the Lemonheads said, uh, I lied about being the outdoor type. Did you lie? Who did you lie to? Well, I like to I like to make out that I'm an outdoorsy kind of guy. You know, I have a camping van. I go camping. I'm from the country. Get a beard. I have a beard. Um, I am fat. And I'm not sure if that's <laughs> that outdoorsy that? or not. Because <laughs> like, if you're out. In a point where you had water but no food, you would die less slowly. Oh, when you said beard, I just immediately thought lumberjack, and lumberjack's a big burly man. Yeah. I'm not burly though, I guess. Um, no, I, I, I do, I do enjoy being outdoors. Um, why? Why do you? Well, I was thinking about the uh, camping trip we recently went on as a band. Yes, which was fucking awesome. It was amazing. Um, was it a camping trip though? Well, yeah, it was meant to be a camping trip. We went. I brought a tent. I brought a sleeping bag. I brought like all of the camping necessities um then mm. we ended up with like a, a cabin mm. which is amazing yeah so we were out at um at henry our drummer's parents prop farm was it? yeah it was his yeah. parents farm and um and he's like yeah so we can camp under this tree or we can camp on my grandparents property up there in the sheep paddocks or there's like a cabin out the back that no one's staying in and it was like 40 something fucking degrees <laughs> so we were very quick to go yeah cabin's great Stayed in the cabin also, we'd been hearing about... He had mentioned a bunch of times about how you shouldn't walk down here because of snakes and this mm. part also snakes and... I don't know. You seem to be a lot more scared of the snakes than everyone else. No, I, I think w- everyone was scared of the snakes. I wasn't really that worried. The way I remember it was everybody was scared of the snakes. Everyone was running around in a panic. And- I think... Yeah, I recall that and I was just <laughs> sort of like walk away from explosions kind of situation. <laughs> I acknowledged the explosion. Um, but you have not you have not spent much time in in the country. Not at all. Yeah. No. See, I, I grew up in the country, and so did Emerson to some respect. Right. He did. He's regional, right? Yeah. Um. So I think we know the watch out for snakes means yeah, be cautious, but it's probably not really going to happen. Mm. Like Henry said, he grew up out there. He's only seen five snakes in his life. <laughs> That's too many snakes. Yeah. And I feel like every couple of steps, you were like. Actually, guys, can we, like, walk single file? Or can we look over here? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Those are all things that I... Yeah, no, it's true. But, I mean, we were walking through long grass, Mm. like, on purpose in shorts. Yeah, we're morons. Right, so it's fucking 40-odd degrees. We set up. We get there. All right, cool. It's 3 o'clock, the hottest part of the day. Let's go climb that hill that's off there in the distance. Yeah. Which, you guys said hill. I'm going to say mountain. It was mountainous. It was definitely somewhere in between. I wouldn't call it a hill anymore. And once we got to the top of it, I was like, yeah, shit, that's that's a hike. I almost died. Yeah, you did. Yeah. I am so out of shape. I thought you were burnt as shit at the time. No, but I get I get very red very quickly. Mm. And, you know, we were drinking as well. That doesn't help. And you also had the spray uh, suntan, uh, sun, sunscreen, which I was sceptical of. I'm so still like, sceptical of, but mm. I walked away not as burnt as I looked. You were more burnt than anyone else. Yeah, but I'm, Who, we, I'm no a better really... person than anyone else. Yeah, but the sunscreen's supposed to work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was your biggest takeaway from camping? Um, camping with friends is really fucking fun. Mm. And I've never done it before, actually. Either have I. I realised that after we really? got back. I've... You know, I go camping with Belinda all the time and and we, you know, we'll bring friends along and stuff, but you know, like a boys weekend, you know, just me and my friends. Yeah. That, that's I've never done that before. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. 
It's really good. Um, so I, th- I don't know. I want to say I conditionally like camping because I also like camping with Marta as well, which mm. I always said, like, she initially, very early on in our relationship, was like, do you want to go camping? Oh, I don't know. Sounds like a pretty crazy idea for people <laughs> who have been together for such a short period of time. But baptism by fire, let's give it a go. Mm. Um, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I don't like camping across the board, but I do like camping with people I can talk to. I think that's the... So what would be an instance where you wouldn't like camping if well, it's not across the board? Camping with family, which is what I've done before. Mm. I like family. I like the camping. I like the family I went camping with, but I didn't like the camping with the family. Right, the activities aren't necessarily as enjoyable as when you're with your mates or your missus. Yeah, and also there's like there's a fallback to like, I feel like um, I don't know, like alpha kind of behavior of like, there's a story I I I never seem to fail to tell in different situations. <laughs> I was making the eggs. I was making scrambled eggs. Um, yeah, which and was meant to be fried eggs, I'm assuming, and you fucked it up and turned into. I just went with it. <laughs> <laughs> Never say, always say yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I was making the scrambled eggs, and I was making it for Grandpa, and you know, I was excited because I had a good scrambled egg recipe, and I've been making it for a long time, and it was, I was, I'm really good at not, bur- I was really good at not burning the eggs, mm. um, and it was, I thought it was just the right consistency of creaminess. But then my uncle, he was telling me like how to do it. The whole time, like instructing me, I'm like, I've got this, I've got this. And at the end, he did it so much. I'm like, stir, better stir, gotta do this, gotta do that, add some pepper now. Like, look at the basic stuff, like, as if someone were telling you to walk and you're already yeah. walking and they're like, oh, left foot, fo-. yep, nice yeah. one, good one. And then Grams thanked him, not me. And that was the end of camping with family for me. Oh, that's brutal. It really hurt. There's, um, I'm learning this about myself that there's one thing that, um, really gets right at the nerve is um, being told to do something. Yes. Or being corrected on doing something that you knew was wrong. Like, oh, fuck, I slipped and did X. And then someone going, oh, you shouldn't have done that. And it's like, no, fuck you, I know that. Yeah. Like, you don't tell me what to do. <laughs> you don't own me. <laughs> I, I, I think we're both like that, anti-authoritarian mm. a little bit. Yeah. Um, no, that would have drove me up the wall. Yeah. Especially to for them to get thanked at the end. Oh, it's brutal, man. Especially because I'd volunteered for the job. And, like, a lot of it is, like... Or a lot of it was, you know... Because I'll oblige. Because I'm an mm. obliging person. <laughs> I'd be like, go... You know, Dan, go get firewood. I'd be like, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're going to sit here cold. <laughs> I'd be like, get it for Grandpa. You don't want to make him go do it. I'd be like, fuck off. Mm. I'd be like... But no one else would go do it. It was oh. either me do the thing... Like, because... I think I was... I'm the most active person. So, mm. it, it really was either me or somebody... And, my nephew, oh, sorry, my nephew, my cousins, who are the age of no- normal people's nephews, mm. were like, um, they are tradies. So they know how to have those, um, nah, fuck off jo- jokes. You yeah. know, they, they say fuck off in a way that, that isn't. No one's angry, everyone laughs, and it's like, but you get your point across, and yeah. They've been able to do it. And when I say no. it, it comes across as, well. fuck. Yeah, like, the record goes. scratches, and everyone stops and stares at you, and it's like, did he just really say that? Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I, I can empathise with that. I don't think that's camping's fault, though. Family dynamics, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, had a, I had a similar instance out the front of um, my house, which, um, 2017, new house in uh, Yarraville. Oh, so hipster. New house, new you. <laughs> new, yeah. Um, not, I noticed the um, relatively short, tight red pants and mm-hmm. the uh, 
two different coloured pattern, expensive looking socks that you're wearing on the side. But look, it's a whole, it's a whole new look. You should see my avocado budget through the roof. Uh, but yeah, new house, uh, which is attached to a new shop that my, me and my partner has started, a photography business. It's incredible. It's great. We're getting into the car with our dog who's been going to the vet every week for the last month because she's a moron and scratched her eye and it's not healing properly. And that's a whole nother story. Getting into the car and just out of nowhere, like a fucking ninja, this old dude jumps out and he's like, bring your bin in next time. I'm not going to do it for you again. I'm like, what, what, what? Sorry, what? Hi, <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm Tony. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, that's what uh, I was like. I don't know who you are. Where? What's going on here? So, bin night, put the bin out. Next day, came home late, tired, forgot about the bin, didn't bring it in that night. The next morning, at like 8 o'clock in the morning, I noticed that the bin is in. Assume Belinda done it. Fine, great. And then this dude yells at me. And I'm like... What the fuck is this? What did he say on bin bin number two? Yell, bin yell number two. Well, this is this is day two that he's brought it in. Like this, it, it, this did he is... yell at you? Then bring the bin in and then yell at you again? No, he's he's like bring your bin in. I'm not going to do it for you again. Oh, okay. And my immediate response, and I'm politer than this, was to say, well, don't fucking go on my property next time, then, dickhead. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, you don't say that. He's an older dude, and he want he likes his ways. Don't go on my fucking property again, sir. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I'm so I don't even know. I don't know who he is. I don't know where yeah. he lives, but I've seen him around the street a bit, so I'm keeping my eye out. Mayor of Yarrow. Anyway, that's just another, you know, right at the fucking nerve. Don't you mm. know? This is the first time that's ever happened. This isn't an ongoing thing. Don't tell me how to live my life. You're in a neighbourhood now. <laughs> a community. Same Footscray anymore. You look after oh, you and yours. This people are so people are so funny in um in Yarraville. They put parking meters in the main shopping area, and um the community complained so hard that the council just turned them all off and removed them. They just like they 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 were all vandalised and stuff. And there was a town meeting about it. We have town meetings in. I don't have you been? No, but I want to. You gotta really go. Um, there's a town meeting that apparently erupted in a fist fight and stuff. Like it's yeah, it's pretty full on. They like the, the fist fight. Yeah, um, I'm loving it there. Yeah, but it's um, it's a very different community as as um, coming from Footscray <laughs> is making me feel. Speaking of avocado budget, what is your uh, what is your how much are you going out? How much are you eating? At um, cafes. Well, this is the thing. We can afford to live where we are. We can't afford the lifestyle that comes along with it. <laughs> yep. Um, a lot more often than we were, but yeah, um, yeah it's a, it's 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 a bit rough. Mm. Not as often as I would like. It's Although I did discover avocado and goat's cheese, like all mixed into a thing on toast. Oh, are you kidding yeah. me? It's amazing. I know. I didn't know that was a thing. How long ago do you think the party started on this? Oh, mate. Footscray. Did like, you discover we don't, we don't have that in Footscray? <laughs> <laughs> you discover this after the satirical articles about avocado on toast. Well after, yes. That's, that's crazy. <laughs> it's it's revelatory. And but mm. those Meredith Valley goat's cheese tins like twelve bucks a, a little tin. Oh yeah, it's not cheap. No, it's um it's expensive. But anyway, uh, I, but I'm excited about my life. That's good. Two thousand so two thousand seventeen so far. You're in review. Yeah. I've been, been yelled get- at by an old dude, but apart from that, loving everywhere I am and the community that is there. There are lots of people walking their dogs, lots of families out. It's fucking lovely. You're going to be shining. such a community guy now. 
I'm, Who am I going to hate on trying, things I was, with? I was on Meetup the other day, trying to look <laughs> at like meetups around the area. Just like, I just want to get involved. This is great. Um, but you, you have news as well. 2017, new you, new year, new you. New me, new me. Mm. New me is shit. Um, <laughs> sorry. I got money. I don't have very much money. I got a job. <laughs> I got, got a, a job. part-time job that pays like a part-time job. Um, but it's it's in a law firm, so it pays better than an average part-time job. Mm. You know, it pays like a bad full-time job, which I'm very thankful for. I shouldn't, I shouldn't yeah. shit on that. You've That's had a, bad full-time jobs before. I have, which paid like <laughs> part-time jobs. <laughs> This one's really nice. Everybody's amazing. They started me two weeks before Christmas, and all I did was go to Christmas parties and get and uh, get drunk um, with them. Pay on, on the company dad. On the company, I didn't <laughs> want to say it because they're really everyone. So far, it's it's the the polar opposite of a law firm and what you expect. But Ooh. they are a smaller one, so I suppose it's a very different environment. That's cool. And they have a strong like a uh, Labor Party tradition, so I suppose there's not that uh, you stick around till the job is done mentality yeah. and more of like it's friday let's all go for a beer yes you yeah, see that's what you want when in summer winter yeah it's four o'clock let's all go home yes i think i think that should be we're all getting sad now let's yeah. go <laughs> but it's um you know it's amazing mental health wise it's amazing to have a paycheck um <laughs> just saying it is amazing speaking, yeah. of, speaking of amazing things and paychecks yes we've got a gig coming up yeah yeah, That's we amazing. do. And there'll be a paycheck at the end of it, I'm sure. 60 bucks, probably. Yeah, it's going to be great. Between the bands, of course. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm very excited. Brunswick Hotel, 2nd of February, um, Sydney Road. Who's supporting us? Sun. A sun Man Called Sun. Man Called Sun. I keep wanting to say um, Sun House because it's like an old blues player. But... Oh. Um, and. Edit the Empire. Edit the Empire, who is formerly. Emrys? Is that Emrys? Yeah. Formerly Patrick Clark and his band, right? Yeah. Well, that's what I knew them of. Yeah. As initially, but yeah, but no. um, they were they were really good. Yeah. You know, we've played with them before, and they were really good. Um, so I'm excited to see how they've progressed since we last did. Definitely, it's been a long time since we've been out. It it has. Um, and we have we have um we've progressed and we haven't, I suppose. Yeah, I would say that we've progressed. As as Tenfold. a band, I think we're, we're extremely tight. Yeah. Um, in terms of trajectory, it's been a little kink. A little kink. A little bit of a kink. <sighs> well, I'd say a kink for the for the better, really, if we're mm. honest. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Look, I mean, it's sort of uh, you know, out with the out with the gar- it's just taking the garbage out. That's not a kink. Yeah, yeah, You're just taking, taking the garbage, garbage out. out. Yeah. So our uh, bass player Emerson has decided to leave. He set up this gig, by the way, as a farewell gig. Organized all of it and uh, printed off Done the posters. The um, he's he's hired like a drum kit and stuff. He's re- printed all the posters out. He's gone pretty out of pocket for all this. Asshole. Yeah, and he's refusing to take any any compensation. He's just wants to put on a good show for his last one, and I can't thank him enough for that. It's you, good. you can see why we're getting rid of him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Can't, you can't be in a band <laughs> showing everybody up like this. Oh, I've got money. <laughs> <laughs> or he's doing a PhD. He doesn't even have money. He's well, just, exactly. He's yeah. just paying the money. Um, but yeah, as you say, he's doing a PhD and uh, does not have the time for a little rock and roll band called Coloring Cats. It hurts. It hurts a lot. But it was a graceful exit. And yes. it was. Uh, and it he's was... done everything right, and it's so hard to be angry at him. I know. But Which makes me even madder. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but no, it's going to be an incredible show. I'm feeling so good about ha- where we are yeah. as a band. 
recording has made us so much tighter. It has. Um, stripping back. So we stripped back to a four-piece throughout this year, um, which I feel has allowed us to really hone on individual parts and really get tight. And rhythm. And like, rhythm. And I think we never really focused on rhythm. And no. It's been, well, we're focused on, on every little element, and it's really come together. Mm. And then we've brought Jess back in for this gig, our violinist. Yeah. Um, and she's slotted in perfectly into into the songs. Mm. And everything is so good, and I'm so excited. Uh. <laughs> I'm so psyched. And this, um, so you know, I think we've alluded to it before as like our white whale. But uh, there's a there's a song we've been working on. It's like kind of a rock opera. It was initially very very long. And it's we've... only eight and a half minutes. Well, now, yeah, now. now it's eight and a half. It was close to fifteen. Initially, it really was. Yeah, yeah. When you first played me that song, it was 15 fucking minutes. When you first brought it to the band, it was 12. And you're like, I've cut so much out. I'm like, it's still 12 fucking minutes, Dan. That's not constructive. I need to know which bits are 12. (laughs) So we, well, we got it down to like five or six. We did. And then we're like, let's put like a fucking stellar outro on this as well. And let's, you know, let's double up that chorus or. We we uh, had it at a clean five. Yeah. And then it was missing some, some good kind of uh, transition-y stuff. Yeah, and the story wasn't quite complete. You're missing a few. Yeah, but I've, I've learned to deal with that. <laughs> like, sometimes the story has to go a little bit. A little bit. If, if people are bored and they're not listening to the story, well, it doesn't really matter how good the story was, right? Like, I mean, I guess. I guess you're right. Oh, look, from a writer's standpoint, I like the idea that I cut nothing out. Story comes first. But the reality is, like, I don't listen to... Much music that goes beyond seven minutes, unless there's a really good reason, like it, like I, I have to that's, be clued in that it's going to be amazing. Threshold seven minutes. A lot of the bands I like do creep up to seven minutes, but a lot of it is like, like a really nice lead in, like or a really nice lead out, and a good story in the middle. Like I'm thinking yeah. Ockerville River, like their average song length is probably five to seven minutes, and like you know, I can't pay attention for five. What about Bob minutes? Dylan? Yeah, they're long ass songs. I walked out on Bob Dylan. Not Bob Dylan now. <laughs> you bought tickets. You clearly have a history with Dylan. Yeah, no, Dylan, yeah. I, no, I, I, I do get that. And as long as you can keep it interesting um, musically, I don't think duration really matters. You know, LCD sound yeah, system. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Everyone, well, LCD sound systems are a more contemporary example. I was going to throw in, you know, you Stairway to Heaven and Bohemian Rhapsody and, you know, all oh, those. Oh, those snooze fests. Those snooze fests, right? Yeah. Um, but speaking of Long's... Story-based songs. Um, I went and saw Nick Cave. What? Bad I don't scenes. know. I don't know you were seeing Nick Cave. Yeah. So I yeah I went and saw him. I got a ticket for my birthday. Shit. Went That's a good him. gift. Yeah, it was a really fucking good gift. It was on Sunday night. Yep. In Ballarat, and the show finished at eleven o'clock. So work on Monday was pretty pretty hard uh. <laughs> um but five thousand people in a park in ballarat watching the bad seeds fuck yes it was incredible um but he is so incredible at that story-based song yeah uh, songwriting um but keeping the music so simple but still interesting yeah? if you listen to most of his songs like like stagger lee is like the same riff yep Red right hand. It's like the same. Yeah, it's just it the is. same thing, and it's all just playing with di- dynamics and tempos and mm. um, and instrumentation. And it's incredible to watch a band live pull that off 
as good as you hear on the record. Yeah. Yeah, it was fucking stellar. And they they did stagger Lee in the in the um encore. And you know how there's like those moments where it just erupts and there's like these violent stabs and mm-hmm. you know every everything's just cranked up to 11. As soon as that moment happened, he jumped from the stage onto like these risers that he had sort of out the front of the stage and his mic lead got tangled around his stool that was on stage. Yeah. And as he jumps, it flings the stool into the fucking crowd and all the lights just flash bright red as he's fucking screaming in these people's faces. It was, uh, it was beautiful. Did he intentionally tangle the mic lead around the stool in order to fling the stool into the crowd? Look, I want to say yes, but no. True professional. <laughs> True professional. <laughs> True professional, exactly. Incredible. Did he react in any way? And like, No, just fucking walking away from an explosion. It was beautiful. That's that's stagecraft. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. there's a, there's a, also stagecraft in being, because he is like a like a stoic, really, mm. like the way he performs. Yeah. Not that I've seen him live, but like I've watched videos. Um, I thought so too. And, you know, like Into My Arms and stuff. Yeah, it's very subdued but you know red right hand and stagger lee and other sort of mm. violently frustrated songs you know he paces around stage frantically and yeah. most of the set he was off stage like he had these risers in front of the stage that he was standing on or standing on the crowd barrier you know holding himself up with people in the crowd and you know you know, staring, pe- staring people in the eyes as he's singing. I, I saw that in the documentary mm. um, of him just like Straight up eye contact with yeah. people in the audience for like uncomfortable periods of time. Oh yeah, I was I thinking d- I, was, I could never do that. No, but I was I was watching him do this, and I'm like glad I'm I'm so glad that I'm back here because I couldn't. I couldn't <laughs> you would you just be like nah nah I can't gotta look away. It's like um. Would you look him in the eyes if he did it? At you? Like if you were there, you'd have to hold the. You'd have to. The- you couldn't do what I do when I just have a conversation <laughs> with someone that I've known for twenty years and just sort of you know look at my feet or something. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's the Marina Abramovich. I can never quite remember her name. Performance artist. Mm. And she does exactly that. And she did it for a a month, I think, in in New York. Yeah. A a performance art piece where she was sitting down and you would come in and sit in front of her. Yeah. And you would just stare each other in the eyes until... You know, you have to leave. And people break down in tears and cry and just get really scared or really anxious. Yeah. Like it really just awakens these weird emotions in you. And to have that happen while you've got, you know, the music of the bad seeds coming from behind <laughs> you, it yeah, it would be terrifying. Yeah. Fuck. So, yeah, it was an amazing show. <laughs> well worth the trip to Ballarat. A psychological experiment in yeah. a way. Yeah. Which uh, I've got to say, I don't know if it's Ballarat. I don't know if it's um, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. I don't know if it was because it was outside. I don't know what it was, but I have never smelt so many jazz cigarettes in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see any Paxes? No. No, no I didn't actually see. I didn't see oh. anybody actually partaking. I just, you couldn't walk anywhere without smelling, smelling the ganj. Mm. Well, you know, it's like children. Seen but not heard. That's <laughs> wait. That's... No, Never that's mind. It. That's it. That's how it goes. All right. Oh, that's awesome. I'm actually going um on Sunday, which I'm going to be exhausted. But um, artists I really like, Olympia. Have you heard her? Uh, I, I I'm aware of. I haven't heard that. Yeah. I really like her album from last year. Um, 
and she's playing a free show in Ballarat. So the mic, uh, the V line ticket will be expensive, but I'll sleep on the train. Um, and why not drive? You've got a car. Because I'm not going to want to. Like, what if I fall asleep? I, it's post bagel market. I'll I'll be exhausted. I'd rather just take the chance of falling asleep on the V line than falling asleep in a car. Does the V line run that late? To Ballarat. Yeah. Yeah. To get home. Oh, it runs reasonably late. I think it runs to like eleven. Ah, because I, w- I thought that would take the train. I just assumed, yeah, now we won't be able to yeah. get one back after the show. Hmm. And I'm not, a whole not drinking. Is it, is it in the gardens, North Gardens? Do you know? Oh, that's a good question. Um, they're, they're doing a whole concert series there. I don't there. know what the gardens are there. Ah, they're gorgeous, the Botanical Gardens yeah? in Ballarat, yeah. Didn't know there were any. Yeah, no, they're, they're great. Um, but I th- the thing is, this weekend, next weekend, sometime soon... Um, the Cat Empire and Xavier Rudd are doing a show out there. Damn. Free? Uh, probably not. I guess, yeah, certain artists are free and certain artists are not free. <laughs> so, yeah, it sounds like it would be part of the same series, but this Ooh. one is free. Very excited about it, um, because I, I've i wanted to see her for a while now. Um, that album is amazing. Yeah, I'll yeah. check it out. Is it rock and roll? Nah, um, she's pretty rock and roll. She's yeah. She was playing in Paul Dempsey's band for a while, um, and he lent her his um jazz master and she never gave it back (laughs) (laughs) so So that's pretty rock and roll that's pretty rock and roll and she's quite cool and the song the songs are short like incredibly well crafted and like quite powerful i would say it's rock and roll with a good um producer behind it so there's some synth and stuff going on but she is very much clearly the the soul of it and all that nice yeah that's um that's cool yeah all right. Uh, so, other than that, 2017. How? What is? How do we music? Like, how do we, we music? Do, what well, are we fucking doing? <laughs> what are we fucking doing? What are you doing? What are you gonna do with your life? What are you gonna grow up? You stop with this music. <laughs> um, I don't know. I feel that we were pretty quiet in 2016, and and in the we end, were. yeah. In the end, um, I want to get this EP done. Yeah. I really do. It's taking a long time, and we knew it was going to take a long time. Um, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not as content as just sitting on the shelf. Me you neither. Know, I think that we should, you know, maybe once a month at least have a show in between. Yep. Just doing something. Got to get out there. Um, yeah. <laughs> nah. I, I mean, working on the, um, on the EP, kind of on the regular. It's. Interesting how much your mood changes when you're doing something so long term, mm. and and it wouldn't be so long term obviously if if um any of us had skill, um <laughs> you'd just do it and you'd know which which parts can be used and which parts can't. But because I'm so um such a noob, every every new instrument I go to deal with is like a whole learning curve. But the aim has always been for us like to do as good a job with them as we can, so that if we need to pay someone to mix it, we can we can do that and we can do that with show money. Yeah. Um. And I gotta say, it's really coming along, and it's exciting me now. Yeah. Like I think we've done, I've done a, a pass of every instrument now, um, and they all sound good. And I'm, I'm a little nervous about that. Um, <laughs> that they sound good. Yeah, like I mean, I'm scared to let go a little bit, you know, yeah. or like see what happens next because, you know, there have been some weird things around tempo. We'll do, we'll do an episode on uh, recording, but. Um, I'm so excited to be done with them and to be out of the way with them because our best stuff, like I think, you know, I think our actual dynamic is 
is so much better. You know, like I mean, what we what we did with that last kind of rock opera song was so much better than what we've done with anything else. And I'm so excited to see what we can do with reasonable length songs now. Yeah, definitely. That that rock opera song, Fugazi T-shirt, mm. is is the the new awakening you know it, yeah <laughs> like every time we, we've every time since we've got it that we've played it we've all finished going yeah fuck yeah and mm. it's still not perfect there's still no oh it's it's, still, it's pretty shaky still well it's but it has the feeling now like i'd yeah. be happy to play it live it's transitions so you know when you all come and see us on the 2nd of february at the brony all uh, thousand of you all thousands <laughs> you will um you surely probably see some some um some seams yeah. in the transitions, but um it's all there. It's all together. Everything feels right. It's just you know getting tight. And I think it's the first time for a long time that we've had a song that that's you know felt good. Especially because it's just been um pushing at the edges of what we know how to do as a band too. You know, yeah. so like tempo changes and um tempo changes different backing vocals harmonies like it's really like the cluster like the frankenstein of everything we've learned over the last little while just try to cram into one song which probably sounds terrible to a listener so stop there Uh, but it it will be i think it'll be something to watch even if it crashes and burns i think it'll be that's exactly we fucking love playing it so much that Mm. live whether it sounds good or not i don't think's ever going to matter one of the best gigs that I did one of my favourite gigs that I did was um, my old band's drummer Eric's 21st Mm. Um, we had ended for quite some time Um, we went we all met back in Denny for his 21st and we got fucking so fucked up like just (laughs) drunk beyond recognition and um, I think he was in a band called the swindlers i think at the time it's a good name it's a really good name um and that was all set up for them to play and i can't remember if they did or they didn't or if it was set up for some i don't know there was a band set up there and we were all there we're like yeah fuck it let's get the band back together and it was awful it was god awful like you know we just played covers and stuff and oh it was sloppy and gross you know we're all too drunk to be doing it but we're also in it we're all so excited you know jumping around everywhere fucking you know on tables and on the drum kit yeah. and you know all that sort of rock and roll stuff that's just fun uh and it, it it's it's amazing we the crowd was the same they're like wow that sounded terrible but fuck it was fun to watch i think that resonates way more i mm. i really think that yeah i've seen great music performed in a lackluster way Hmm. And like, and I'm talking like international bands that I already knew I liked a lot, but it, you know that's what stadium shows suck the life out of it. The mix can be yeah, even pretty that's, good. That's why I walked out on Bob Dylan. Yeah. Um, sometimes I heard Will Anderson talk about this with a, a set he did in Alaska, where yeah. they just sent all these shots up onto stage and he just got trashed and just did crowd work for an hour. <laughs> um, some they're not there to hear your material they're not there to listen to your music they're there for a show mm. you know we, you can hear the music anywhere you can hear it when you're going for a jog or walking your dog it's a it's a live gig it doesn't matter what it sounds like what it is as long as it's entertaining yeah um and for guys t-shirts definitely going to be that <laughs> damn all right i'm excited i think i think i should leave it there while i'm while i'm psyched before i psyched? bring it the mood down inevitably as i <sighs> tend to you're excited is always like yes no, I am excited. Yes, yeah, very much. <laughs> but what will go wrong? <laughs> and on Dan's excitement, I've been Tony. I've been Dan. And this has been How to Color Cat. <laughs>